Hello, friends, and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode 163, Tale as Old as Tim Revisited. My name is Pete, and joining me tonight are Matthew. What's up, everybody? And Thomas. Why did you say Tim? We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. Well, I don't know what a Tim is, I don't know what a Matthew is, I don't know what a Thomas is, but I do know what a Peter is. I'm switching it up, because... I've gotten I've gotten to the point where I've mastered this intro, and so now I really need to shake things up every week. So every week, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change it slightly. So I, I feel like when you say a tale as old as Tim revisited, it's definitely um, a haha to one of our friends who listens to the podcast. But this is a tale as old as time, correct? Yeah, and this was actually episode like twelve. So for those of you who have recently re-listened to all of our episodes, sorry, you're gonna get this one again. I think there's only one person I'm talking to, but um, yeah, we're, so I was looking through old episodes and I felt like, uh, I mean, we did this years ago, like probably three years ago at this point. Right. And so I, I'm really curious to see how our, how our opinions have evolved on this topic, how some things have changed, um, you know, any, any viewpoints that we may have that, uh, that have shifted. And by the way, looking over this outline again, I'm 99.99% sure that I made this outline. And when Pete said, hey, I have an outline for us, he may have adjusted like maybe five things tops. Is that right, Pete? Well, before Pete comments, I have a couple points. One, do we even know if Matt was still a part of the podcast by this episode <laughs> or he had he bailed out? And then two... I think it's really funny, you know, we talked about as a group trying to put some outlines together because, you know, obviously we are recording this ahead of July 4th and there's a lot of stuff coming up for us personally. So we said, hey, let's try to get some outlines done. And Pete said, hey, I've got two done. And when I logged into our Google Drive and noticed that one was just an old outline he pulled out of the archives, you know, I'm not going to give you credit for that. I think I got five outlines done. I think Matt got zero done, but I almost want to give Matt credit for this one. I do want you to go and look at the old one because the old one, frankly, was a, a hot mess of garbage. Well, I just want so to say, I did, like, I can I, just, I can go ahead and tell you, like, the way that I I've capitalized all of Soren with like the apostrophe at the end of the of Soren. I was very <laughs> much like own brand, and the same way I have Tron in all caps coming soon. I don't think you changed that at all because Pete, you're you're very much a shorthand kind of outliner and I'm very detailed. So I 100% know that I did all of this and you maybe changed one thing. How about this? Yeah. 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 I'm looking at this and I see like things that have closed and I definitely do the who wants to be a millionaire hyphen or space hyphen space closed in 2006. This is my outline. You guys are welcome. Okay. You know what? Good. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'll tell you one thing. Matt is a tale as old as time because I've already done this before and I'm excited to do it again. I'm I'm excited to do it again because I think I have some viewpoints that have shifted on here. So before we get started, and I'll explain the, the premise behind this shortly, but before we get started, 
Let's pause for just a second here to hear from our sponsor, Kingdom Strollers. So your family is coming to Orlando. And the thought of lugging your stroller onto the plane isn't your idea of fun. But you're smart enough to know that conquering the theme parks of Orlando without a stroller for your kids could be a vacation killer. As parents ourselves, we get it. You're not asking for much. You just want the convenience of a clean, affordable stroller or crib delivered to your hotel or vacation home, ready to use. Welcome to Kingdom Strollers, a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. To book your stroller or crib, just click on the item you'd like to reserve and select the dates for your rental. We run a tight ship, so we will never overbook. Next, tell us where you're staying and choose the times for delivery and pickup. Then, choose from helpful free accessories like cooler bags and rain covers. It couldn't be easier. If you have any questions or concerns, you can check our FAQ page or just give us a call. We are always ready to answer your questions. Once you've placed your reservation, there's nothing left to do except count down the days until you're in sunny Florida. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and book your stroller or crib from Kingdom Strollers today. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that educational piece from Kingdom Strollers. I do also want to mention, before we get rolling here, check out our Patreon. We've, we're doing four more episodes every month over there. Patreon.com slash WDW. I think as Tom puts it, we're a little bit more free with our topics and our language on, on the Patreon side. So, uh, caution there. But uh, but it is it is four more episodes uh, on our Patreon. So thank you guys who are subscribers. We will continue to provide that content. So tale as old as time, Tim revisited. I, I think the, the concept behind this, when we initially started this podcast was we, we, we felt like most rides at Walt Disney world were, were timeless, right? Now, in my opinion, this this was really coming from a the future is bright like because none of us had been to Disney World a ton when we started this podcast. I mean, we we had been, but we were very much looking at Disney World through rose-tinted glasses. Well, I mean, I still look at Disney World through the same rose-tinted glasses because I've been to Disney World exactly as many times now <laughs> as I had when I wrote this outline. Um, but no, but I think one of the big things too is like when we wrote the, when I, when I wrote this outline, when we did this podcast, we were kind of talking about like things are coming. We have Disney's, you know, Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary. There's going to be a lot of rides. Are they going to have to maneuver the theme parks? Are they going to have to close certain things to make room for other things, which would not be uncommon. We see that, you know, pretty frequently at Disney, something closes and then something else comes. So, you know, we'll, we'll just see as we go through here, you know, kind of go through some different parks. And Tom, I'll go ahead and start it off with you. So what we had before. Hold on a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up, back up, back up. So what, what we're going to do here, if you'll let me finish explaining the concept of the episode before you jump right in and get going. We first we're going to go through. And, and again, I have not edited this list at all. So first we're going to go through the rides that we thought were still going to be around in 20 years. So we'll, we'll hit up all four parks. We'll go through and we'll hit up those lists. And then we'll go through the rides that we thought were going to be removed within the next 20-ish years. And so this was like, what, three years ago we we, we did this? this I, I this did was, this outline? This, I keep saying we. I should just say yes. I. I. I don't want to yeah, put my was, shortcomings on y'all. 
So this was three years ago that we did this. So let's uh, yeah, let's let's go through and and see where our thoughts were three years ago, and if those thoughts have changed. So let's let's start with Magic Kingdom. Well, if you start with Magic Kingdom, I mean, on the very first bullet point is Space Mountain, Splash Mountain, and Big Thunder Mountain. So all three mountains, and we already know that Splash will not be Splash Mountain in the way that we know it, which we would never have predicted, right, guys? No, I, I, I mean, I, I certainly didn't think that. I, I guess maybe we should have seen this coming, but I don't think that it crossed our minds. Certainly, back then, and and look, this has been announced, but and and Bob Chapek reconfirmed a couple of couple of weeks ago that you know this is these changes are coming. And in fact, I don't know if you guys saw that he. Uh, he also said that Splash Mountain had been around for longer than Walt Disney World was open. So that was an interesting uh, interesting point for him to make. But he did reconfirm that these changes are coming to Splash Mountain. Yeah, didn't he say um, Splash Mountain was about 80 years old? Six, 60 years old. 60, 60 years, years old. old, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so Splash is changing. Um, but I mean, like, I still think the entire ride concept, like you're still going to have the drop at the end of Splash Mountain. You're still going to have the, you know, the immersive experience where you're going through different scenes of Princess and the Frog is what, you know, we've, we've been told to this point in New Orleans. Yeah, but, but I think that, I think that really, you know, to get, to get to the heart of this, I mean, Take let, let's talk about Pirates of the Caribbean because that's another ride that we had on this list as probably isn't going anywhere. If you completely change Pirates of the Caribbean, I would consider that as not being the same ride. So is Splash Mountain really going? It's it's not the same ride at that point. I mean, I mean, regardless of you know, is is Frozen and are Frozen and Maelstrom the same ride? No, I, I would say I, they're I not. That, they're not. You know, so so I think that. You know, in in my opinion, this has this is going away. It's it's not Splash Mountain anymore, regardless of if the structure of the ride is still there. Tom, any thoughts on Splash? Yeah, no, I would say that we were incorrect in uh, on this bullet point where we had <laughs> Space Mountain, Splash Mountain, Big Thunder. I still feel pretty good about Space and Big Thunder. Obviously, we were wrong about Splash Mountain. I think one of the things that this has taught me is, like, I don't know if. And and not for the reasons that Splash is is leaving, which we totally understand. But mm. Space and Big Thunder, I mean, I don't know if they'll have the same circumstances as Splash Mountain. But one thing that I'm not sure of is just when you think 20 years from now, are any of these attractions going to be something that people want to do? Are they all going to be gone? Like, is Disney going to have to have a huge transformation of their parks? in the next two decades. Two decades is a long time. And that's two, th- yeah, two, it is. two but, thirds but of my you're, life. But, you're, but I mean, look at these, uh, look, I mean, look at these classic rides that have been around for, for 50 years now. Yeah. Right. I mean, so do I think that, do I think that it's possible for these rides to, to continue to, to be around? Yeah, absolutely. I think so. All right, so if we say that Space, Splash, and Big Thunder are the mountains, and we don't have to belabor this point, which ride do you think will be in its current 
current incarnation in 20 years. I think space, just because I think the Big Thunder isn't a thrill ride, thrill ride, when space is still in a, in a dark atmosphere with music and quick turns, and it's iconic to Disney. So I think space will be their longest. What do y'all think? I, I agree. I think space is the only one out of these three that, that survives unchanged for the next 20 years. All right, so the, the next uh, bullet point we had for Magic Kingdom, we had um, a list of Pirates of the Caribbean, Jungle Cruise, Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room, and the Haunted Mansion. And really what I want to start with here, how do we want to classify what's going on with Jungle Cruise? Like, do, are we going to say, because that ride will still be present, and we always knew a change was coming when the new mo- once the new movie got released. We, we knew they would they would upgrade this attraction. To me... I still think this is the Jungle Cruise. Yeah, I I, I agree, and and just like Pirates of the Caribbean, you know they they replaced the redhead with the redhead pirate, right? So that that didn't fundamentally change the ride for me. So yeah, I I think I think all of these are and and continue and will continue to be safe from change. Well, I'll just say quickly. I mean, Pirates of the Caribbean, and when we did this, golly, I can't remember. Had they already made the changes to to reference the movie franchise when we did this? And they're yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so that that those were slight changes, but I think what Pete was saying earlier about, you know, and I'm not gonna use the term he used to use for these kind of things, but you know, you have Splash Mountain completely changing its theme. And you had Maelstrom completely changing its theme to be frozen. Like Pirates of the Caribbean, I don't see changing its theme. The Jungle Cruise, I don't view that as changing its theme. It's still the Jungle Cruise, and you're still on a cruise in the jungle. You might just have the, the main characters, and the atmosphere changed a bit. Um, but yeah, so you go through that list, and I think Pirates of the Caribbean's there forever because Disney's put so much money into that intellectual property, so it's still relevant. The Jungle Cruise, same thing. Now, you get to the Haunted Mansion, it's been a while since Disney's put any money into, you know, a movie, which with Eddie Murphy, I thought was hilarious. And then you have the Enchanted Tiki Room, which is like one of the last things that is truly one of Walt's things in like the entire world of Walt Disney World. So I I don't know if anything, any of these will change because even, you know, Enchanted Tiki Room was under new management and it was, you know, a little... A little more fun. It was a little more um, kind of vibey, but I think all of these are going to stay in the test of time. But I would say the haunted mansion, especially, will stay in the test of time. All right. Next grouping we had here: Dumbo, It's a Small World, Mad Tea Party, Peter Pan's Flight, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, and the Prince Charming Regal Carousel. I I don't think any of these are going anywhere. If if there was one that I had to pick out of this list, it would be Mad Tea Party. See, I I would say Seven Dwarfs Mine Train out of this list if I had to pick one. Oh really? No, too much money's been dumped into that in the last. I mean, if if Space Mountain Splash and Big Thunder, or especially Big Thunder, is still here, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is going to be there for a while. I I just. You know, Mad Tea Party to me is kind of one of those, you know, it's like Dumbo. It's one of those kind of iconic Disney rides. Yeah, that's an interesting section. Um, I I think for the purpose of our category, will they still be present and popular? 
popular can be a relative term. Uh, 20 years from now, I think all of these fall into that category. I mean, in, until Peter Payne's canceled. Yeah, you know, I we actually, my wife and I watched Peter Pan on Disney Plus, like the 1953 version. Did not know there would be a warning message to let me know that there were there were things that could be offensive in the movie. I actually was stunned by that. And look, I mean, not that we need to get on this topic, but I think cancel culture is a real thing, and and I I don't think they're gonna I don't think cancel culture comes from Peter Pan's flight at Disney World, but if it does, we cannot foresee that. I can't sit here and predict that. Yeah, and it's not really cancel culture being like an issue. It's just we just don't know what's gonna happen with you know popular mindset going forward on things that need to be changed or 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 um or edited. Um, one thing that was actually pretty cool. Is the next the next topic here or the next little subject line is Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress, the Tomorrowland Transit Authority, and the Hall of Presidents. Now, I would say the Hall of Presidents isn't going anywhere anytime soon, considering they're always adding the next president that comes along and that they, they've just pumped money into that building. I don't know what else would actually be able to go there. Um, Tomorrowland Transit Authority, finally. I think it's back open. Isn't that correct, guys? Yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. yes, it yeah, is. Yeah. It is back open. And then Walt it's, Disney's it, Carousel it, of Progress. It's been down a lot, though. What's that? It's been down a lot, though. Well, I mean, when you start moving something again for the first time in forever, <laughs> there might be an issue there. Um, and then Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. I think last time we did this, we were most worried about Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. Do we still feel that way? Yeah, I don't. I don't think any any of these are going anywhere anytime. If if I had to be worried about any of them in their current state, I think it would be Carousel Progress and changing the last scene. But no, I th- I think these are safe. That uh, that's kind of where me. I am, Tom. The same way, like just changing some scene of Carousel of Progress. Um, but I think it's also important to look back on where we thought the future was going to be. I think that's that's important. Um, so Tron. When, when do we think Tron's going to be here? How long will it be here? So, yeah, I have not gone back and listened to episode 12, but I suspect we had a timeline that looks very different than the timeline well, we're sitting Tron, today. Tron was supposed to be open before the 50th anniversary. Right. And and obviously, when when COVID hit and things got pushed out, I there were, there were many, 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 many weeks in a row where there weren't even construction folks on the site here. I will uh, report... That now there are. It looks like Disney's moving forward pretty quickly with Tron. And, you know, Disney, instead of, I think we all maybe were a little fooled by, hey, by October 1st, we're going to have all this. Disney is going to take the 50th year as a year long celebration. And I think you do see various things open. And then, not to get on this ramp, but you got Ratatouille opening, you have Galaxy's Edge, it's still fairly new. Obviously, Pandora is still an extremely popular area, as is Toy Story Land. So, uh, along with a lot of other things coming in regards to nighttime entertainment, fireworks shows, new shows at Animal Kingdom. So, this 50th year will be a year-long celebration. Um, And Tron was obviously something we were talking about a few years ago. Still excited about it, and I still believe it'll be here 20 years from now. I'm I'm going to take us... Uh, on a transition we haven't done in a while. I'm going to take a monorail ride over to Epcot. I feel like we haven't yeah, said that not, in a while. Not because well, you can't. Right you now. can't. You can't do it in the park. <laughs> I do think you are. 
Again, not allowed okay, to. We're recording this a touch early, so on July sixth, when you're listening to this, if that has been announced, it, it you know that would be news to us then. But I hope by September we maybe could do this. But anyway, sincerely so doubt it. But here's we're how taking our, we're taking our monorail ride over to Epcot, and we're entering Epcot, and you know the elephant in the room, the elephant in the park, Spaceship Earth, right in front of you. What do we think? I mean, do we know that they we know that they scrapped a Spaceship Earth project to change Spaceship Earth? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I think again, fundamentally, does Spaceship Earth become a different ride that's not based on the history of communication and how it relates to the human race? No, I think this is always here in that form. I mean, the scenes may change; you may not be able to thank the Phoenicians anymore, but I, but I think fundamentally, this ride is always going to be, you know, this the same idea. Um. So one thing I've always hoped for, and I don't think this is going to happen, but with Spaceship Earth, I always just wanted this monster roller coaster that just does unlimited loops. Just loop after loop after loop after loop going 60 miles per hour and just seeing like how long we could take it. But I don't think that's going to happen in Spaceship Earth. I don't think they have the space to do that. All right, so next group here, we've got Soren, Frozen Ever After... Ratatouille and Guardians. I mean, I, again, I, is is Soren fundamentally going to change or go away? No, I don't think so. Do they add new scenes? Do they change it back to California? Who knows? But but I think it remains pretty much the same ride. Frozen, Frozen's grown on me, man. I uh, I think when when we started this podcast, I was very anti Frozen, as I think we all probably were a little bit. But uh, Frozen's really grown on me, and and watching the videos from Maelstrom, Maelstrom was not a great ride. So this is much better. So I don't think this goes anywhere. Ratatouille and Guardians are are you know, obviously not open yet at this point, but uh, but I'd like to think that they've got some staying power. A- out of these two, I think Guardians is the most questionable to me. Are are the Guardians of the Galaxy still going to be relevant in twenty years? I, I don't know. So does this get changed to something else more relevant, possibly? So the reason I think that reason I think Guardians has staying power is largely just because like Marvel is showing you right now and Disney Plus is showing you right now that nothing matters. We're always going to create new stories, new Avengers, new Guardians, and they have the opportunity to just like retheme this thing with the new characters at whatever point they want to do it. So I think that, you know, so this is and this is a different thing. You know, we talk about different Disney attractions and what is tied to Walt Disney World and what is actually tied to recent acquisitions and which way does Disney go? So like Haunted Mansion. And we'll talk about this more when we get down to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge because I think that's a I think that's a good point. And I think that's something interesting to touch on is you know what's being slammed in the parks now because it's new and, and shiny. Versus, look, we haven't had a, a non-intellectual property ride in. I mean, I can't think of the last one that was that was built. Yeah, and that and that's what we talk about all the time. We we, we talk about IP literally almost every episode, and we talk about changes and what can happen, and you know, going forward. And it's just like, how long will this thing be popular? I mean, like Soren, Soren's like Haunted Mansion. Like, I think there's always going to be a Soren ride because that's a lot of money they pumped into it. But I mean, like Ratatouille. We still haven't even seen that Ratatouille yet, and we were talking about this three years ago. The the only other thing I would add for this one, 
and, and this goes for I echo everything Pete said as far as loving Frozen. Echo what Matt said as it relates to Soren, but Ratatouille and Guardians, uh, the Guardian of the Galaxy roller coaster, the Guardian ride will be unlike any roller coaster I believe you've ever ridden. As far as um, some of the some of the things within it, the way the ride vehicle operates, as well as I think it is the tallest indoor roller coaster in the country or maybe the world, but it's something like that. So I think that's what that'll keep that around. And then for Ratatouille, if you haven't ridden Rise Resistance, I don't believe you've ridden a attraction at Disney World that operates on the track. Uh, I guess the other one that would be Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway. If if you've ridden if you've ridden either of those and you're similar with how this ride vehicle will, will operate, but that also is is new and cool technology to Disney World, and not it's not new everywhere, but it's new to Disney World. So I think that'll keep those two around. The next two on the list, I'm going to group them together. We did not, but I'm going to group them together. Uh, the seats with Nemo and friends and living with the land. I, look, I don't see any, I don't see the seats with Nemo and friends going anywhere because it would be an absolute overhaul if you do anything with it. I think you try to spin it to some sort of Moana theme and make that an entire Moana area. And then living with the land, I think you have to keep some of old Epcot in there. This is an attraction that I actually like. And you either run this attraction or you have nothing in that space. You're not going to look, this is the, this is the only holdout from like the old educational Epcot, right? Mm -hmm. So So I agree. One of the things that like, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably listen to a lot of other Disney podcasts. Um, Lou Mangello actually had the um, the narrator for Living with the Land and um, the Tomorrowland Transit Authority on a recent podcast, and they talked about like that kind of process, how it happened, you know, his connection with Disney. But just after listening to that podcast, I want both of these attractions to be here forever in their current um, in- incantation, so we can hear this guy talk because he just is so so fun and just. A really, really good listen. So if you have a chance, listen to that. Um, so Pete, now we're in Animal Kingdom, and we're gonna get to, you know, Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios have a lot of, let's let's just call it the new hotness between Pandora and then also um, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So how long do we think that? Well, actually, let's 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 leave that for a second. Let's go to Kilimanjaro first. And then let's also talk about Expedition Everest in the same at the same time. What are, what are y'all's thoughts on those two attractions? Kilimanjaro Safaris is the, is you know this park is built around Kilimanjaro Safaris. There's going to be some changes, some new animals added, but but fundamentally this ride is going to be the same. Expedition Everest. If they can fix the Yeti, this ride's going to be around for a long time. It's not going to go anywhere. So I think those two, you know, don't don't change in the next twenty years. Tom, what do you think? Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I, I, the only change for Everest is maybe you bring back the maybe you maybe you shut her down and get the Yeti working again. But no, I don't see anything you know big time overhauls on either of these attractions. All right, so I kind of agree with that. I think Kilimanjaro might be the safest ride in all of Walt Disney World. To be honest with you. I just don't think how they get away from that in Animal Kingdom. Unless they just bulldoze the entire park. I think Kilimanjaro is the safest ride in Walt Disney World. Do y'all do y'all disagree with that? Mm, no, I mean I I don't know about that, but but I mean it's it's pretty safe. 
All right, so to Pandora. So what do we think about Pandora? Yeah, Pandora. I look the the amount of investment, and, and we'll hit on this in Galaxy's Edge in a minute too. But the amount of investment that Disney has in in Pandora, the amount that they've invested in these in these two rides here, like Pandora's not going anywhere, particularly given the fact that they're they're making more movies. So I I think this is relatively safe. And again, we'll talk about Galaxy's Edge in a minute because I think Galaxy's Edge is a slightly different case than this, um, than than Pandora. But uh, but no, I don't think I don't think either one of the rides at Pan- in Pandora change substantially. You know, I can see Flight of Passage getting maybe a new video to go along with it, but uh, but other than that, I don't I don't see it changing. Well, I mean, what was the investment in the Navi River, Navi River Journey animatronic that also never worked? Disney has a problem with animatronics. I, I mean that animatronic. I've never seen it not working. Okay, I've heard yeah, stories um, about I, not working. Yeah, it's always been it's always been working when I was there as well. Mm-hmm. So let's go over to Hollywood Studios, and and I'm going to cover everything else really quick because I do want to spend some time on Galaxy's Edge. So Muppet Vision 3D, uh, and unless they get rid of the Muppet Courtyard there, I think this is relatively safe. Um, same with Indiana Jones. Unless they unless they decide that they're going to put something else in this space, I, I think those those two are relatively safe. Indiana Jones, especially with them creating a new movie, is going to be going to be pretty safe. Toy Story Mania, and and it really, I would add Slinky Dog Dash, and I would add Aliens Rolling Saucers to that as well. All those Toy Story rides are are, are going to be pretty safe. But Galaxy's Edge is a place I want to spend the bulk of. Our time well here. before before you go there, and, and, Pete. Before you go there, like Muppet Vision was something we were very worried about, and we don't have to spend a whole lot of time on this, but we were actually pretty worried about Muppet Vision. And I think the fact that it stood the test of you know three years, we still see it has potential going forward, and you know it being highlighted on Disney Plus with the Muppets, and you know more movies being made. I think I'm I'm happy to see it. You know maybe stand the test stand the test of time, but go ahead into um, Galaxy's Edge, Pete. So I think Disney made a mistake with Galaxy's Edge. And I know we've touched on this before, but but I think that the mistake that Disney made with Galaxy's Edge was dating it in the sequel trilogy. Um, are characters like, I don't even remember their name, Kylo Ren and Rey and Finn going to be relevant in 20 years? I, I don't think they are. But would a character like a Luke Skywalker and a Darth Vader be relevant in 20 years. So I, I think the big fundamental change is that I could potentially see the Galaxy's Edge, and, and I don't know that it that it necessarily needs to change the ride. I mean, I'm not going to ruin anything on Rise of Resistance, but these characters make appearances in Rise of the Resistance. And I think that very easily you can convert Rise of the Resistance from a sequel-based ride to a original trilogy-based ride by replacing Kylo Ren with Darth Vader by replacing Rey with Luke Skywalker. Like that to me makes this ride timeless. Well, what I also think here is, you know, we're getting into an area of, you know, talking about Galaxy's Edge, right? And you said Rise. And Rise is not even on our list because we didn't even know that was going to be the ride three years ago, right? So what I'm saying here is we get in the conversation of is Pandora and Galaxy's Edge as actually actual lands going to be the same thing. And then what happens to the rides inside of it? And I think one of the things that's important... Here's the difference, though. 
Pandora is not character-based. Galaxy's Edge is very character-based. And that's kind of where I was going. I mean, look, we've seen we've seen Marvel especially, and we've seen, you know, things get purchased, things change, and like Star Wars has kind of an infinite potential to me because it is a galaxy far, far away, a time a long, long time ago, where if something's not working, like you talk about like Kylo Ren and and Ray, who are not gonna be Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker, right? They're just not going to be those people. But, I mean, you talk about the Mandalorian, you talk about all the different spinoffs that are going to come from Star Wars. This land, to me, and the rides in this land, although I've never been here, is constantly evolving. And I think it evolves to an, to an extent that Pandora can evolve as well. But, I mean, there's always going to be a demand for Star Wars. Always, always, always. And they can, they might just decide, hey, we didn't like how those last three movies went. We're going to change everything. You know what I mean? Like they, they they can just do it and people will still go watch the movies. So we have an opportunity for Galaxy's Edge to continue to expand, not only just evolve, but expand and get bigger and bigger and bigger. And that was one of my worries. And we talked about this, you know, three years ago. Is Disney going to stay Disney? You know, we talk about like the intellectual properties that are Disney related and then the acquisitions. Where is Disney going to go? And that's my biggest question. Like are Mickey and Minnie and Goofy and Pluto and Donald always going to be the key to Walt Disney World? Or is it going to be the new hotness, like the new Star Wars movie? And that's something I'm still kind of worried about. I mean, I'd love to hear y'all's take on that as well. I mean, they look. They they certainly have their place, and they've been put in it, and that's where they're stuck, right? So, I, I mean, it, it seems like Disney is very Disney to me right now is very focused on what's popular right now, what's new right now, um, and and that's that's fine, but it makes for attractions that aren't going to last very long, right? And and I I you know, I go back to this point that Disney rides in the past were and think about think about the haunted mansion or think about pirates of the caribbean. There's not a central focal point, right? There there there's these worlds that you're entering. Right? So there's there's something new to discover, there's something new to look at every ride through whereas on a Rise of the Resistance, there's definitely one – I'm not saying that the ride's not detailed, but there's definitely one main thing that you're supposed to be looking at. There's one special effect that you're supposed to see. And that to me is the difference between Imagineering in the past and Imagineering now is that, yeah, they're doing these awesome, cool things with these special effects – but they're kind of one-trick ponies, and and after you've seen it a couple times, it just sort of like, doesn't have any replay value. When you go back to like the stretching room at the haunted mansion, like that never gets old to me. I mean, you talk about you know Peter Pan and the force perspective, force perspective, and the same thing with Cinderella's castle, and you know some something that actually worries me is talking about like the age we're in right now in society, where everything is. 
what excites me right now? What is trending right now? What is something that I can get behind and then just change my mind at a moment's notice? And I'm still very worried about Walt Disney World in that respect. Which is why I think it's important for all the rides that we talked about today that are classics to remain at Walt Disney World because I mean we've seen Pirates of the Caribbean kind of get rethemed and but still I feel like it holds that that nostalgia factor, that thing that keeps me wanting to ride that attraction five times a trip every time we're able to go to Walt Disney World. And I think that a lot of our listeners would probably agree with that. And if you guys don't, I want to hear your take. You know, please message us, you know, send us an email, hit us up on social media. But that's just my take. But we can move on to the next topic tonight. I mean, I don't want to belabor this thing. All right. So let's let's move on. And and these are rides that we predict will be removed within the next uh next 20 years. So let's let's go through again park by park. Here's what we predicted at Magic Kingdom. Under the Sea, Journey of the Little Mermaid, Magic Carpets of Aladdin, Swift Family Treehouse, The Barnstormer, Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, Mickey's Her Magic, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, Stitch's Great Escape, Astro Orbiter, and the Tomorrowland Speedway. Now, having gone through this, I, I, I think Winnie the Pooh is relatively safe. Stitch's Great Escape is is gone, obviously. Astro Orbiter and Tomorrowland Speedway, I don't think they're going anywhere. And I think this kind of goes into the, what do we wish would go away? And we've talked about this a lot on the podcast before. We don't have to really talk about that tonight. But, I mean, like the magic cards, let's just go through what's the easiest to replace. And like Swiss Family Treehouse, Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse, like, I mean... Is that easy to really replace and do something else in that spot? Probably not likely, right? Yeah, I mean, looking at this list, I actually, this is one of the parts I was excited for for the episode, just because, you know, we haven't been podcasting for 20 years, but do we feel the same way? I mean, I do feel the same way that a lot of these will not be here 20 years from now. If I had to go out on a limb of which one will be removed, Buzz Buzz, is, uh, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin would be the one I'd, I'd lean mostly toward. Obviously, as Pete said, Stitch Great Escape is gone. If they get rid of Magic Carpets of Aladdin, I hope they just don't replace anything there. That would that would open up that area a little bit. But yeah, I, there's really not. I mean, there are things on this list that I don't particularly care for. Swiss Family Treehouse and Tomorrowland Speedway being a couple. But yeah, I I I still think these are in play, and obviously they should be in play because we've only been podcasting a few years, and we made this list just a few years ago. All right, over to Epcot. Um, and I, so again, I'll actually, go, I'll go, let me jump yeah. in, Pete, on Epcot. Guys, we did pretty good here on rides we thought would be removed. But I have to ask, do we count what has... So, like, we had in one section Grand Fiesta, which I would have bet would have been removed because I thought Coco was coming and there wasn't anything yeah, to, to stop be, it. To be fair, I, I did add these to the uh, to the list. Oh man, that's devastating news. So well, we did not we did not predict the future. Yeah, I, okay, I would so never say China thing. I just wouldn't do that. That's culturally insensitive, Pete. So what we predicted, we had uh for Epcot, we had Test Track Mission Space and Journey into Imagination with Figment. I think there's a a better than fifty percent chance that Test Track and well 
I don't know, because they have the space restaurant coming. That almost like cements Mission Space in there, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I think so. As much as that sucks, because I I really think that there there is a better use of this space than than Mission Space. But but you're right. I think this I mean ch- we've we've talked about this before, but at least make it mission to Mars or make it mission to Jupiter or make it mission to blow yourself up in the sun. Cause really anything would be better than mission space at this point. And I think I agree with that, Pete, especially when it comes to, you know, we're talking about test track and mission space here with the mission space, particularly. I mean, how long has that been there since 1999, 2000, 2001, somewhere to maybe 2005, maybe 2005, but anyway, like let's retheme this. Let's go somewhere else. Right. Let's do something else in space. You have the technology. You have, you know, the zero gravity effect. You can do anything you want with this. So let's do that. And then test track. I think that. I mean, it's just such. I mean, how do you even tear that down? Like, how do you tear that down? You don't. You 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 turn it into cars. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So journey into imagination with Figment. I thought that might be on the way out because it's kind of been on the way out for you know 25 years but i mean tom you still love journey into imagination with figment it's one of your favorites yeah i wouldn't say it's been on the way out i mean they just keep changing it and the changes have not gone over well i i think i like it because it's such a bad attraction that it's like come full circle and now is a good attraction to me and because other people find it not enjoyable or even annoying to me that's funny because I don't find it either of those two things. So, yeah, I, that's one that I, I probably could see being being altered pretty significantly. I mean, people would say the figment we have today is totally different than the, than the attraction we had when Epcot opened. So, that would if they just reverted back to the original attraction, that would to me be a wholesale change. Yeah, you know, and I I agree. But here's my question: if if Disney were to come out and say tomorrow, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna close down Journey to Imagination," there would be a ton of backlash to that. I think. Absolutely. So it's a it's it's not a good ride, but but I think there's a lot of people that have the same opinion that you do. That yeah, it's not a good ride, but they it's still something they do every time. Or maybe their kids love it, or. Or whatever the the backlash would be incredible if they decided to uh, to close that. I mean, you're talking about like the mascot of Epcot, and for Disney truthers and Disney hardcore folks, that's not going to go over well. All right, let's go over to the World Showcase here, and there are a couple of things: Grand Fiesta, O Canada, Reflections of China, France Sing Along. Not sure what that is, but I mean, what do y'all think about these rides? I mean, I think we all kind of thought at the beginning. Maybe change them. Maybe do something different. Like, are they really something that we have to have? I, I mean, I I don't think these things are very relevant. Although Tom has this weird love for O Canada or Canada Far and Wide or whatever it's called. So, and and I did add these on. So we didn't talk about these on on the last episode. So yeah, we've got Animal Kingdom and Hollywood left. I will roll through these Animal Kingdom ones quick. We had um, Cali River Rapids, Dinosaur, and it's tough to be a bug. I would stand by all three of these being changed. I'm still holding out hope we get Indiana Jones where Dinosaur is. I think Pete's shaking his head no. Cali River Rapids needs to have a change. I mean, look, even if they, to me, if they rethemed Cali River Rapids to 
Jungle Book or Tarzan or something different, that would count. And I Even just, if you did something in there other than it, what it is. Yeah, and it's tough to be a bug. It's just, it's really dated. Um, it it just feels like they need an upgrade, and they're really similar to Fill Her Magic, to, to be honest. But uh, that's what we had in Animal Kingdom. One one thing that, I mean, we have Navi River Journey as safe for twenty years, and it probably is. But I don't know if they could if they could spruce that up. I would love to have it in this category. But um, one thing we can say is gone is Rivers of Light, so that's really good. Well, I think Tom, when you talk about um, Navi River Journey, with more more movies coming out with you know, Avatar and Pandora, they're like that ride is just an oyster. I mean, they can do whatever they want with it. I mean, that ride is is you know their world. Um, going to Hollywood Studios, Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster. Rock and Roller Coaster to me is the easiest thing just to find the next rock band they want to do something with, and just change the music and it would still draw a crowd. Tower of Terror, we've already kind of seen different things happen with other tower of terrors around the world. So what, what's your, what are y'all, what are y'all's thoughts on tower of terror? I don't think that they can put guardians of the galaxy in tower of terror at, at Walt Disney world. It, it doesn't, it doesn't fit in the park there. So I actually think we were probably thinking at the time, Hey, rock and roller coaster is going to get a new band. I stand by that. But tower yes. of terror, we were probably thinking could get a guardians overlay. And I am now in the camp. I think Tower of Terror is safe. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I, I think it's, if we weren't getting a Guardians ride at, Ep- at uh, Epcot, maybe less so. But but yeah, with, with the Guardians ride going in at Epcot, I don't I don't see them, unless they pull something out of, out of the air to, uh, you know, to put in here. I don't, I don't see it changing. And I think that you'd have to almost kind of retheme that entire boulevard walking down to Tower of Terror to really get rid of Tower of Terror because I think it that whole that whole environment and ambiance just sets up so well for Tower of Terror. But yeah, Rock and Roller Coaster can be Rock and Roller Coaster starring you pick the artist. It doesn't matter. And there's no need to change it. It's still a fast ride. It's still a ride that I mean I don't know how many other rides go that fast that quickly. But there can't be that many in the world. So it's still a novel idea. Um so Slinky Dog. What's that? Slinky Dog twice it goes 60 miles per hour I, it's it's pretty close i don't know if it goes that fast no, slinky dog close. does not go 60 miles per hour yeah i mean that that, that was a crazy take there feet um all right so what rides no no, no. i want to stay on this slinky dog's top speed is 40 miles per hour okay <laughs> he just says okay like that's such like a little child's response but I mean, you're saying like you have the same. So, we're t- so it's so it's seventeen. So it's seventeen miles an hour. Yes, I mean you have longer. you have the same sensation on Slinky Dog that you might have on Space Mountain, where you feel like you're going faster than you are. Is that is that what you're trying to say? And you get it twice on Slinky Dog. Okay, um, that that's pretty cool. Um, anyway, <laughs> I do. Do y'all want to hit? Just say. Uh, so back in the day, we talked about rides that we were surprised to see go. I'm gonna hit them really quickly. Because I think it, it is important to talk about rides that have left in, in, the, in the construct of what we're talking about right now. So in 2012, Snow White's Scary Adventures closed. In 1998, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Oh, gosh, Pete. Um, the Great Movie Ride is no longer in, in Walt Disney World, and it closed about three years ago. Extra Terrestrial Alien Encounter. 
closed in 2003. The Skyway closed in 1999 with the cable car ride system. And then um, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea closed in 1994. And then one of my all-time favorites, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, closed in 2006. And so I'm sure there's been some how, others how that have closed since then. Who Wants to Be then. a Millionaire get put on there? Well, I, so, yeah, I'm kind of looking how, at this list like, guys, why were we surprised like, about a lot of these? Like, okay, like Snow White, yeah, maybe. Mr. Toad, maybe. Yeah, actually, the only one that I'm that I'm not surprised at all is who th- who wants to be a millionaire on this. So I, I love that. Like you have to remember, like when I was a little kid, I mean, I was like hunting pins, and I would go sit in there all day on a seven day trip one day just to try and get on there and try and win the two thousand dollar pin, the sixteen thousand dollar pin, the sixty four thousand dollar pin, the hundred twenty five thousand dollar pin, five hundred thousand dollar pin. So it was fun for me, but. You have to remember, like when that closed in two thousand six, I mean, it was probably time for it to close. But at the same time, like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was a, you know, a national sensation TV show. Yeah, in the nineties. Well, I'll be honest. If I see it on the tube, I still click to it these days. But I think the purpose of us wanting to redo this episode, I'm going to give us a rating. <laughs> I I know the sound quality. If I were to go listen to it, was probably trash. So I'm not going to rate that. I'm just going to rate the content. I think we did pretty, honestly, I think we did pretty good. I mean, there weren't a lot where our opinions have changed. I think the one talking point that was really interesting was Galaxy's Edge and Pandora and look, kind of what timeline those lands are tied to and how that fits uh, with the IP. But I, I will be honest. If we want to talk about where I was most surprised, it was this last section. What rides were we surprised to see go? I, I feel like we saw a lot of these coming. I'm just going to be honest. And and I'm glad that we didn't like backfill Stitch's Great Escape because that was just holding on by a thread when we started this podcast. You know, I, I think that the, I mean, the Skyway's back now at this point, right? Just in, diff- in a different form. So, and, you know, <laughs> the extraterrestrial alien encounter, if that ride were to open at Hollywood Studios today, it would be a smash. Oh, it would have a two-hour wait, but easy. Yeah, but be, because of where it was, and and the time frame that it was, right? I mean, back then, and and Disney still. If you compare Disney World to Universal, I mean, Disney World is the kiddie park, right? Universal is not. So, and, and I think it was even more so that in the '90s, before you before you got rides like Expedition Everest, before you got rides like. Tower of Terror, like those those rides were those those thrill rides were few and far between at Walt Disney World. So to have this extraterrestrial alien encounter in the middle of Tomorrowland, it just it didn't work then. And I I think that again, if it were to open today, it would be a smash hit at the right park. Oh, I think it would be a hundred percent. Um, so really quick, let's tie a bow on this episode. And oh all right, God, so Pete and Tom, and I'll go last. What is the one ride at Walt Disney World you are most confident will be there 20 years from now? It's a small world. Okay. Tom? Kilimanjaro Safari. They can't move. Gosh, you stole mine. All right. um, I am going to go. I'm going to go Rise of the Resistance. And I haven't done it yet. So this is sight unseen. I just think there's so much opportunity to change things up. All right. So what is the ride you are most confident will not be at Walt Disney World? 20 years from now. Pete, you can start. I think Grand Fiesta Tour. I, I think 
I think it's, I don't know that it's taken out, but it is a very different ride in the next 20 years. All right, Tom. Man, I'm thinking because I, I love Pete's pick actually. And I'm, I'm just kind of navigating around Disney. Matt, if you have one, go ahead and say yours. I'm still thinking. So I am going to go with, oh, I just had it. Um, oh man, I can't find it. Um, Tom, if you know, you can go ahead, but, um, yep, I know I'm going to go, um, Lightning McQueen's racing Academy will not be there. (laughs) All right. I'm going to go. It's, I'm going to go. It's tough to be a bug. You know, you know, which one is probably safe. Just the direction of, of going green sustainability and pollution in the air. You probably could have said Tomorrowland Speedway and been I was going to say living with the land. No, that, that would have been a terrible guess. Yeah, that would have been a really terrible guess. Okay. All right. Well, I think I think we're good. Tom, trivia question, secret, what do you got? Yeah, secret of the night. Going to go over to Magic Kingdom for this secret. So um, uh, did you know that Imagineers designed the transition from Main Street to Adventureland to be anchored by the Crystal Palace? While on Main Street, you will notice it's Victorian, turn-of-the-century themed, stained glass, intricate detailing and well-manicured plantings when you look left at Crystal Palace. But as you transition to Adventureland, it becomes 19th century British rule in Africa themed, um, you know, green awnings, pane windows, and an overgrown and dense landscaping. I, the reason I wanted to share this because I, one, Crystal Palace is one of my favorite places and things to walk near and look into. I'm not a huge fan of the restaurant. Maybe, honestly, I would consider eating there for for our September trip, we can we can talk about that. But I I've always I I think I just haven't realized the detail when you get into Adventureland. Like I know that the music has always changed in my head, but I haven't looked around and really studied some of the uh, some of the buildings and things around. So that is that is by design by the Imagineers. And so next time you're walking walking down Main Street, I'm typically one who goes to Tomorrowland first, but maybe maybe take a left and go into Adventureland first. Uh, trivia of the week. Last week, or a couple weeks ago, rather, I asked you guys what was the name of the limo that we that was used initially to promote the opening of MGM Studios, which of course is Hollywood Studios today. It was the Mickey's Super Stretch Limouse Zine, and I have done. We have, we'll have an episode on just kind of abandoned things by Disney, some of which are vehicles and promotion things they use. This is one of them. But I've kind of gone down a deep dive of this type of stuff. And this super stretch limousine was used for quite a few things. Uh, Disney World spent a pretty penny on it and got their money's worth out of it. So appreciate the participation there. Trivia question of this week. This comes from Pete. And it's pretty short and sweet. I did not mean to rhyme there, but I did. Uh, What is the Richard F. Irvine? So not a lot of detail there. Don't really have any hints for you, uh, but you can tweet us at podcast or email us at mendoww.gmail.com. One more time, the question is, what is the Richard F. Irvine? All right, well, that's all we have for this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on the Twitter at podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, comments, please tweet us or email us at mendoww.gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We'll see you next week.